0: I'm going to start with this story. A gentleman named Clovis Chapel. he was a minister in the 1800s. And he used to tell the story of uh, two paddle boats. They left Memphis about the same time they were traveling down the Mississippi River to go to New Orleans. They traveled side by side. And the sailors from one vessel made a few remarks about the snail's pace of the other vessel. So some words were exchanged, and they said, you know what? Well, then let's race. So they made a challenge to race, get down to New Orleans, Whoever, whoever's going to get there faster. So the competition became very vicious. They're going at it. They're burning through their fuel. They're roaring through the, the river to try to get to, the, uh, to New Orleans. And one boat began falling behind. There was just not enough fuel. Now, they had plenty of coal to get them there, but just not at the pace in which they were burning the coal. So as the boat dropped back, a young sailor, he took some of the ship's cargo and he tossed it into the, to the furnace and started burning the cargo and it started working. And so when the sailors, they saw that if you burn the supplies that we're supposed to bring, if we burn it, we can win the race. And so they started burning all of the material that they were assigned to transport. They ended up winning the race. They caught up and they passed the other boat, but they burned all their cargo. May I say to you, moms and dads, God has entrusted certain cargo to us. And our cargo consists of our children, our spouses, our friends. And our job is not to race each other or compete against each other, but our job is to make sure that the cargo reaches its destination. And when what we think is important in life, winning, if that's important, it begins to take priority over people, people will suffer. So I want to take some time to look at just a, sp- uh, a few scriptures in Psalm 128. So if you have your Bibles, Psalm 128, and uh, first three verses. All right. It says, verse one Blessed is everyone, or blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. The next verse You shall eat the fruit of the labor of your hands. You shall be blessed, and it shall be well with you. Verse 3, your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house, and your children will be like olive shoots around your table. I titled the message this morning, Family Life. Everybody say Family Life. Come on, say it with me, Family Life. I want to look at that passage and, and glean some things from that, around the, the thought of family, all right? So the first verse says, blessed, blessed is the man... Who fears the Lord now is it just the man well no I mean blessed is the person the individual who fears the Lord who walks in his ways now what does blessed mean it means happy can you say happy? happy show me a happy face come on I need to see teeth even if you got one tooth just show me just show me that one tooth all right happy is the man or the person who fears the Lord now I'm not saying we're supposed to be terrified of God so we're not supposed to be like, oh my gosh, like I'm afraid, like boo, like ah, but have like this respect and this awe and this reverence of God. So if you want to be happy, the very foundational thing in life is to have a reverence or a fear of the Lord. Mama, Dad say, amen. amen. Fear the Lord who walks in his ways. Everybody say walk. walk. All right, walking with God daily though. It looks different for all of us. When I walk with God, it's going to look different than the way you walk with God. It's going to look different than the way my daughters walk with God. Walking with God is going to look different. But there are some things that universally we all do to walk with God. And some of the things that we can do every single day is we can pray every day. How many of you say amen? Amen. We can pray every day. That's a simple way to walk with God. But happy is the man who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. We can pray every day, either before bed. How many of you guys like bedtime prayers? Right? Praying around the dinner table, praying before a meal, doing that together as a family. These things are foundational for us uh, to to show that we're actually walking with God. We're not afraid to pray, even as a family. Right? Right? Sometimes our prayers, when we're praying for our kids, or grandkids, we're half asleep, we're tired too. Lord, just bless them, give them in Jesus' name, amen, right? But what is that doing? It's, it's just creating a reminder of the significance of God's role in your family. Prayer is a simple way that we can be reminded that we walk with God. So moms and dads, keep praying. Even when you're tired, keep praying. Have your kids pray when you don't feel like praying. Hey, you pray today. You pray for the food, you pray for the food, or you pray for this person, or you pray for that person. Just, it doesn't have to be long. Just make it a apart because you're allowing God to be the center of your family, amen? Another way you can walk with God every day, blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways, is we can love each other extravagantly. Can we say I love you to the person that you brought? Look at them and say I love you. If, you're, if your kid's with you, say I love you. It's important. Say, I love you. A a strong Christian family, this is foundational. Sometimes it's so easy for us to love other people and, and, and then not love the people that we're doing life with. It's very important to be a Christian, to walk with God. Love has to be the anthem in which you walk. Love has to be your rhythm. I love you. I love you. We shouldn't be afraid to say, I love you. We shouldn't, be able to, we shouldn't be afraid to look at our kids and say, I love you. You're the best. You're awesome. You're amazing. I love everything about you, right? We shouldn't be afraid to say those things. It's foundational for who we are. We got to prioritize love in our families. We got to prioritize love. Think of ways to love one another. Think of ways to express that love for one another. Amen? You guys with me? All right. Kids are with me. All right. Another way you can walk with God is we can read. It's very simple. We can read and talk about the Bible together. How many of you think that's important? If if you're building a family that's foundation, that's built on Christ, built on Christianity, talk about His Word. Talk about what they learned in in, in Sunday school. Talk about what you've been reading. Share. You'd be shocked on how much your kids know about God and the Word of God. Amen? (laughs) Amen. Talk about the Bible. When was the last time you had a discussion with one another about the Scriptures? Or, here's a good question. You can ask each other as a family. What's God been saying to you lately? What have you been reading lately? Well, I haven't really read or... It puts a mandate to say, look, happy is the family. Happy is the man who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. Christianity, listen to me closely, Christianity... It's not just, I'm not, a, I'm not a Muslim, I'm not a Buddhist, I, I, so I must be a Christian. Christianity is not only about knowing, but it is also about doing. It's not, you're not doing for your salvation. You're doing because you love God. And listen, as a family, we're going to worship God together. Amen? Coming to church with your family is so important. It's so important to, to, to serve together. It's so important to, to, to your kids to see you worshiping God. Amen? We had a night of worship on, on Friday, this past Friday. And it was awesome. It was amazing. One of my favorite parts is when, uh, you know, I don't force my daughter to stay in there the entire time because that's like two hours of worship. That's a lot of worship. Some adults are like, I'm, I want to go home. <laughs> but one of the things that made me so proud of you, Stella, is hearing you sing the songs. And I was like, I heard her sing a couple songs, Okay. Usually she's very quiet, you know what? But I heard her singing a couple of songs that made me happy. Because it's something about worshiping God together. Amen. Journey, journeying alongside Jesus is a wonderful gift. I want to give you a question as a family that you can do as a check in. I'm going to give you some questions throughout that later on, when you're at home or throughout the week and you want to bring your family around and have a question, here's a good question. Here's a question number one. You can ask each other this on a scale from one to ten. How has your walk with Jesus been going lately? Ask each other that question. Ten being, my walk with God is awesome. One being, I don't, not really. It's not been going well. These are good conversations to have around the dinner table or before you go on a car ride. You know, you're going on a long road trip. Ask these questions. Let's look at verse 2. Verse 2 says... You shall eat the fruit of the labor of your hands. You shall be blessed, and it will be well with you. You shall eat the fruit of the labor of your hands. You'll be blessed, and it'll be well with you. God assures us that when we put in the effort and stay committed, we'll experience prosperity and well-being. Let's keep this in the context of family. We must put forth an effort to see it succeed. You want your family to succeed? You got you to gotta, you gotta make some sacrifices. Mom and dad say Amen. You want to see your family succeed, you got to put forth the effort. It just doesn't happen. There's no formula. You got to sacrifice. You got to do whatever you need to do. And I think it's very important that as a family, you get together and you define success as a family. How would you define success? I would define success as my daughter trying to get on the stage right now in her cute belt uh, costume right now. Let me ask you this question, mom and dad or grandma, grandpa. What would you consider success 50 years from now for your kids? How about for each other? 50 years from now, you're looking back and you're going, yeah, we did good. Or man, we did. Listen, as long as you have air in your lungs, breath in your lungs, you could still have success in family. You could still reconcile where there's been a broken family. Amen? I got another check-in question that you can ask. I think this is a fun one. So get together as a family and ask this question. If uh, If you were to make up a slogan or give a defining statement about your family, what would it be? What would your family slogan be? What would your family's defining statement be? I discovered years ago, Rebecca and I, we discovered our name Perez actually means breakthrough. And so, as much as we are tired of breaking through things, because it is exhausting sometimes, that is a little bit of our our slogan, if you will, of our family. I want to challenge you to do that. Have this conversation. What would our slogan be? What would, what would be the, this is who we are as a family. That's a fun conversation to have. Let's look at verse 3. So when you are, blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. You'll eat the fruit of the labor of your hands. It's going to take some work. You'll be blessed. It'll be well with you. How many of you want it to be well with you? you want your families to be well we want to be well we want this thing to work out but it's going to take some work it's going to take some effort it's not just going to happen amen it's going to take wash serving each other it's going to take forgiving each other it's going to take loving each other it's going to take some work and then it says in verse three your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house how many of you want a fruitful wife men don't say amen i'm just kidding your children will be like olive shoots around your table. Let me, let me explain that passage a little bit. Blessing and growth occurs when there's harmony in our family. When a husband takes God seriously, when he becomes the servant leader in his home and loves his wife sacrificially, as Christ loved the church in Ephesians. Oh, Ephesians chapter 5. Praise God for that passage. When a husband encourages his wife and serves her to be the fruitful helper that God has designed her to be in Genesis, the helpmate, When a father is diligent to gather his children around the table, to teach his children wisdom, when a father steps into that role, a habit occurs in our kids' lives. They start to see what it means to be productive citizens. They start to see what it means to be a child of God. They start to believe what mom and dad are saying about them because they're saying what God says about them. This is so, you want to see growth in your family. How many of you want to see growth in your kids we do. We want to see this but you got to be intentional. You got to you got to gather men, gather around the family, gather them around a the table. Have conversations, be intentional. If you don't it won't happen. It won't happen and you'll look back and you'll regret not having those moments. You know, growing up, I can't recall a lot of dinner table conversations personally. When I try to go into the recesses of my mind and I try to think about dinner time, what the table was like, I, I have trouble finding moments that I can say, yes, I remember having those conversations. But I'm not gonna let what I didn't have stop me from creating something that I wanna have. I wanna have conversations with my girls. I want to have conversations about God. I want to be intentional about that. Everybody say intentional. So here's to another question. Two minutes and I'm done. You guys with me? Come on. You got your kids? They're doing well. Either that or you've given them some Benadryl. Whatever. <laughs> They're doing well. Here we go. Here's a family check in. And I learned this from Chloe. I learned this from Chloe. She'll come up to us and she'll do this. Are you happy? Are you mad? Chloe, are you happy? Are you happy? Are you mad? Are you angry? Are you sad? Family check-ins around the dinner table. Are you tired? I think this is a beautiful thing to do with your family. Say you're sitting around the table, and everybody had a rough day. Or you had a rough day, and everybody else had days. And this is the time where you're actually getting around and talking to each other. You can do this as husband and wife, right? And you ask this question, How are you doing? And allow them to express how they're doing, how they're feeling. What's going on on the inside of them? Ask the question, are you happy? Are you sad? Are you frustrated? Are you tired? What's going on? And let them say what they want to say no matter what. Create that safe space. And what does that do? That allows you guys as a family to pray over one another. To have those conversations, to say, oh man, I'm sorry, you know, I get angry too. I get sad too. I get frustrated too. That's OK. Let's pray. Let's ask God to step in and help us. Amen. Very practical, but these are things that I think if you add to your just discussion as a family, you'll have a successful family. You'll have a, a family that you may not have everything in the world, but you'll have each other and you'll have each other's back. And they'll know your heart. And they'll know, they'll know Jesus is the center of your family. No matter what. It's not going to be always good. It's not going to be always great. But Jesus is the foundation of your family. Amen? This is what family life should look like. So I want to close this with this one thing. I believe that God wants us to be honest with each other. I grew up where you never really knew uh How your parents were feeling unless you were in trouble, it was kind of like you just assumed that 's why I love that question that my daughter would throw at me because she would be like, Are you mad and i 'm like, yes, I am mad. Are you mad at me <laughs> Yes, because you don't listen, <laughs> right? <laughs> I want us to do something. Um, whether you, you came with your family, whether you're alone, I want you, if you're alone, if, you, if your family's not with you, I want you to join a family. But I want us to close today by doing a family check in. I want you to ask your family, right where you're sitting, ask them this question How are you doing? How do you feel? And let them all speak. Each one of you will speak. And then after you're done speaking, pray for one another. And ask God to kind of be the center of that. We don't got to like beat each other up if we're upset, angry, tired, frustrated. We just got to allow each other to create a space to where we can actually say these things and pray for one another. This is what family should look like. Amen. And again, If you're alone today, join a family. We are all God's children. Amen.